For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. The second thing is our legal principles have not kept up with the new challenges. Uh, you know, one of the, the problems I think we faced right after 9-11 is rules had been written for dealing with foreign intelligence and how we, we surveil it. Back in the days of, we were worried about the Soviet Union or, or other countries, and while we still have concerns about nation states, the issue of terrorism is now equal in, in importance. And we didn't have a legal model that helped us deal with that. So I, one of the things I think Congress hasn't done and needs to do is to actually sit down and think through uh, in a bipartisan way, what is the legal architecture we need to deal with this 21st century challenge? That was Michael Chertoff, who was, this is Monica Perez, uh, your libertarian voice on WSB. That was Michael Chertoff, who was the second Homeland Security Secretary. He, that was an interview he gave, I think, in 2009. He wrote a book kind of reflecting on the state of national security. And in that clip, he says he wants Congress to sit down and revisit our fundamental legal architecture because we, because this idea of non-state threats has never even been contemplated which is not true i mean the one of the only three crimes mentioned in the constitution is piracy and piracy is foreign criminals basically who are not kind of sanctioned sovereign leaders like bashar assad is the legitimate leader of syria is recognized internationally you can't try to unseat that guy and uh but if he were a real combatant and was attacking us you could attack that country and uh, if you killed civilians or whatever, you could hold them responsible for their own government. However, when you have criminals, foreign criminals, and you bomb a whole country like Afghanistan or whatever, it's one step removed. You're looking and saying, oh, these people are responsible for the failures of their government and allowing this terrorism to thrive there or whatever. Uh, when really the way to do it is to attack the the problem directly and that's why there are mechanisms for that in the constitution so when people talk about we never thought of this stuff before i don't buy that but the thing with chertoff as you maybe hopefully i'll get to play two more short clips from him what he's talking about here is erasing in one of the clips <clears throat> he talks about erasing the boundaries between the military and the police he talks a lot about eliminating the uh you know erasing the the borders of nation states that there should be by ignoring you know kind of taking the whole tech thing as being outside the realm of our rights and our protections and this guy he has a real internationalist viewpoint he clearly now he was the homeland security chief but he has these ideas that are very kind of globalist think tank and this is a guy who worked for bush so people think of him as a conservative as a republican He's, uh, you know, but he reminds me more of like Kissinger or Brzezinski. These are foreigners. This guy, Chertoff is, 
I read a couple of times, I uh, so I assume it's true, a dual citizen of the U.S. and Israel. And he wrote the USA Patriot Act. Now, Israel has... Uh, does not have all the rights we have that they they uh, the citizens of Israel do have limited rights. I think it's always kind of presented in the context of terrorism, but they're over there in the thick of it. Whereas we are protected by our oceans, which even the founders recognized as a gift from God. And, and it's by going and looking for trouble over there that we bring the trouble here and then we use it as an excuse to take away our rights. So we'll go to Syria and say, we need to protect those people. They don't have any rights because Assad's a bad guy. And then the response is, well, rights don't work now <laughs> here either. It's complex, but I want to play these clips for you so you hear that if you just just take away the soft voice, you can hear what this guy is talking about is a real kind of world police, you know, with with different rules, different with without limits, without limitations. Hopefully I'll get to a little more of his clips within this segment. So in the next 10 minutes or whatever, I want to get to calls, tweets, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Binkley, you have a tweet for me? Yeah, I have one from... Uh bp cam he says a peaceful coup unload of the federal government was a great call yes larry called earlier and wanted a peaceful coup of the congress and i thought if you just went in and replaced everybody in congress or senate with some random dude like if it was truly random you would have a better a better scenario but let's see what mark has to say i got mark and oxford on the line um, I don't know what his response is, but he wants to talk about the idea of the coup. Hi, Mark. You're on with Monica. Hi. Uh, yes, I'd like to make mention of the fact that we have all the power at our hands. We're just not using it properly. We keep voting in the same fools. They keep making the same foolish laws. And if we were to just get rid of all the incumbents every single time we vote, including Trump coming up, I mean, hey, he's doing all right, but... He's not the answer to everything. He's still not doing a lot of stuff that he said he was going to do. And none of them really ever do. So let's just keep them out of office. They think it's a career, and they get paid for the rest of their lives for it. And we need to shut that down. You know, uh, Trump said he was going to put term limits on. We haven't heard one word this whole year now. And we are the ones that need to enforce the term limits on the people or on the uh, government. But you know, Mark, it's always the same argument when push comes to shove. We start talking like that, and then you hear, but the Supreme Court, but then Hillary would get in. It's always something even worse would happen. It takes real courage to say, I will not compromise. And I really, I call for courage also. I don't care. It's are We're sinking slowly, or we can crash and burn, or we can pull out of the nosedive. That was like multiple metaphors there. But <laughs> anyway, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with you. I say, you know what? I don't. A slow burn is absolutely, to me, not better. It's actually worse because you don't then realize what the problem is. Like when Reagan kind of uh, pulled our economy out of the ditch, got that inflation under control, people forget that that was a direct line from closing the gold window. All of a sudden, inflation went through the roof, which is exactly what should have happened. And he saved it. And now people don't even remember that because the slow burn is actually worse than the crash and burn. I agree. And 
I feel that if you at least get some people in that um, actually care about this country, because I don't feel these people do, because if they did, they wouldn't be doing the things that they're doing. I agree, so and, and so much... Americans in there. Yes, and, and so much of... Uh, of what they do when they start taking our rights away is trust us. That's what I think one of the agenda items from the New York thing was that uh, the law enforcement officer who shot the guy in the abdomen, uh, the fur, I mean, everywhere you looked, there was one day where everybody, I mean, movie stars were tweeting like that guy's a huge hero, blah, blah, blah. Fine. I understand these guys put themselves in harm's way. My, half of my cousins are New York city cops, fire guy, fire department, um, members and but by worshiping these guys and always knee jerk saying this guy definitely did the right thing no matter what and I'm not saying he didn't it sounds like he did the right thing but you get into this authoritarian worship mode where uh, you never want to question them and and when you start doing that you have to realize they cannot be trusted they've proved that many times and then to to go to your other point which is just get some true Americans in there. When the gold window closed, Ron Paul went to Washington. He said he gave up his practice as a doctor and went to Washington to fight that system. And when I look at this tax code that they're pulling out, the taxes, they're cutting taxes on people like Goldman Sachs partners, honestly, like the guys who make tons and tons of money and are tax protected coming and going. And and uh, and the lower classes don't really pay high taxes, but the classes that always get the maximum taken away from them that is possible. And it was even in the Wall Street Journal, like these guys are getting screwed on purpose is the professional class. It's the class of highly educated people who work really hard and you can't let them amass any kind of capital or liberty or retire early or anything or they might actually go Ron Paul and be effective. So I feel like the the system is set up from top to bottom to prevent this from happening. Uh, so I mean, it's a nice idea, but I can't. We can't give up on it. We certainly have to keep thinking about it. But I want to play the um, the Chertoff clip. Uh, Mark, can I? Can we listen to the Chertoff um, one clip? Monica Perez on News ninety five five and AM seven fifty WSB. You write in your book about calling, you call this a generational challenge. Mm -hmm. Unquestionably, the threats we face constitute a generational challenge to our nation. What do you mean by that? What I mean is that uh, tw the 21st century is a different kind of warfare than the 20th century. 20th century, we were used to having uh, massed armies. You know, the enemy came over the hill. You could see uh, the cloud of dust. Uh, people wore uniforms, and there were a set of rules and principles that were very clear. 21st century is different. The enemy is networked. The line between the military and the criminal has really been obliterated. Uh, we have to use a combination of defense and law enforcement. We can't choose one or the other. So we're facing a new kind of warfare. Uh, it's unfortunately leveraged by the technological revolution, which means that a smaller and smaller number of people can do more and more damage, as we saw in 9-11. And that means we have to completely retool and reconfigure our strategy and our, our menu of options in dealing with this kind of threat. We can't afford to have uh, boxes and silos anymore. We have to have an open architecture for how we deal with this uh, new, very, very dangerous challenge. So that was Michael Chertoff, the second Homeland Secretary. We were talking about him earlier. 
And he says it all nice, like he's on our side and whatever. But he talks about how you've got to break down the barriers between the military and the police, uh, international, um, you know, cross borders, that we need a new legal architecture. That should terrify anyone who likes the Constitution. And he talks about the text, the uh, technology being the thing that has changed the face of the world. And when I was younger, just arguing normal economic principles from a libertarian perspective, because that's how I was raised, I would object to research, government-funded research, because it was stealing money from me for something I was not choosing to spend it on. Not necessarily going to benefit from, but I just simply wasn't choosing and you shouldn't steal my money and give it to other people. But now I object to government research because government research, government has heavily, heavily, heavily subsidized this tech revolution to the point where it's not, it doesn't emerge organically in the economy as a give and take between labor and capital and whatever. It doesn't emerge to fit a need. It is, it is centrally planned for some purpose, probably this purpose to surveil us and then give us an excuse why they have to crack down on us. I mean, it's so you don't have to think there's some sinister plan afoot as I do. All you have to do is always stick to your principles. Yes, the government should not pay for research. The government can't encroach on our uh, on our rights. The military and the police are separate and need to be. And we should not go for regime change in other countries that can invite blowback here. And that's what these guys are all about. And they say it all nice and they act like you're stupid and naive and you just don't know what I know. But you know what you have to you what you do know is where your principles lie. So uh, and Binkley, you have this guy turned off. What do you call him? The Wicked Witch of the U.N. <laughs> yes. All right. When I first saw his picture, he really does look scary. I thought they like touched it up to make him look It doesn't like, even look real. De- demonic, I know. But he's a re- but he sounds like a good guy, but uh he's he's just such a globalist. He really seems to have no respect whatsoever for our fundamental principles. Yeah, there's death in his eyes when you look at the picture of him. Yeah, there really is, which is kind of weird. I mean, I don't usually criticize how somebody looks, but he just has that feeling like uh I don't know, a little scary. Anyway, I have a promotion I want to we're going to do, Binkley, you have a game for us at the bottom of the hour. So after the break, we're going to come back and play a fun game. Uh, so I'm going to save the weekend prize pack for that. But I have a promotion. I want to tell you about the uh, uh, the Alternative Baseball All-Star Game. It's next Saturday, November 11th, and it's at the... Uh, Mount Perrin North Church of God Baseball Park at 1700 Allgood Road in Marietta. It's a nine-inning game featuring players with autism and special needs playing alongside past and current professional baseball players from leagues across the globe. So I play. I posted a link to their Facebook page on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. So you can buy tickets in advance or at the game. It's next Saturday, November 11th. And I am on, just so you know, Next Sunday, one to three. So I'll be on for that. Uh, yeah, but um, do I have time? I think I have time. Um, Mark, are you there? Do I have time for clip two from Chertoff, the last yeah, Chertoff clip? Thanks. Let's hear it. And do you think the way the uh, intelligence community is organized today is is better than it was it's clearly and, and have we gotten to that point where we're sharing peter's clear, it's clearly better and there is more sharing uh 
but it's not completely where it needs to be. And I'd say there are a couple of areas where that's true. One is um, we still tend to view uh, what goes on overseas and what goes on over here as two separate domains. And the fact of the matter is, particularly with the Internet, you can't draw that distinction. So we have to have a more seamless intelligence capability. So they give us the Internet. The Internet was created by the Department of Defense and rolled out in the public university system. And now they use it to say, we can't respect national borders. We can't respect your privacy. Uh, This guy is clearly calling for globalism at all levels and militarism and authoritarianism. And the only and he called repeatedly in that interview for restructuring or uh, a revamping of the fundamental legal architecture. What does that mean? I mean, the law has emerged over 10,000 years of reflecting on human nature and and what is a morality given to us by God or uh, or just emerging from the reality of, of human nature interacting with the world. You can't have this kind of crazy Congress revamping it. Anyway, let's play the game after the break. 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I'm the Libertarian Voice on WSB. I am on Saturday afternoons when there's no sports. These days I've been on Sunday afternoons, so next Sunday I will be on from 1 to 3. But if you're looking for my show, podcast, commercial free, or when my next show will be on, check out my uh, website, PropagandaReportDaily.com. You get not only this show, but the podcast I do with Binkley, my producer, and also MonicaPerezShow.com, if you like. It's easy to remember. Um, so we have a game to play before I give away the weekend prize pack. Uh, but first, I want to hear if I have any uh, tweets. Give me a tweet, Binkley, at Monica Perez Show. We do. We have a tweet from Joe Nobody, who says, Donna Brazil." Over under on how long till Hillary has taken her out. I think she means as in killed, not to dinner. Yes, yes, I understand. Um, Although you never know. So, yes, this is the thing about that story, which makes me crazy. People communicate with me online or whatever social media, and uh, very quickly they turn their minds from, like what I was just playing for you. It was Michael Chertoff clips. They aren't super sexy. I had to listen to them myself several times to really understand what he was saying. And he was talking about changing the fundamental laws of this country, our fundamental principles of erasing the difference between military and police, of ignoring borders, of using tech as an excuse to be everywhere all the time for our own good. Total information awareness. Uh, So... This is the problem. This is the threat we're facing. And no matter who's in office, Trump or Hillary, or even if Ron Paul were in office, we would still have this overarching march towards global totalitarianism, which has been in the works for decades, if not a century. So when I hear this stuff, I mean, it's literally just day after day between Russian hacking and Trump's a racist to Hillary is a criminal and uranium. And, uh, you know, I look at this and I'm saying, okay, so all we're doing all the time is talking about which party's more corrupt, which person would be worse, how bad the politicians are, how these, the stories that are allowed to be let out about 
acts of corruption. I'm not defending these people. I'm just saying, yeah, let's just all agree that probably 99% of the people in D.C. are corrupt. Let's just agree to that. Let's agree that the elections, whether it's Russian hacking or illegal immigrants, are not valid. Let's just, and there's nothing we can do about it. Let's just agree <laughs> to that, right? I mean, let's just agree. Why are you laughing, Bingley? Is that not okay? Can no, just I agree, agree with that. I what are we going to do, right? What if I'm right? Just tell me, what are we going to do? We're uh, grassroots, you know? Yeah. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, we're going to do nothing. <laughs> I mean, because, look, the grassroots is the Internet, right, which they gave us and are now clawing back. So people are like, no, you're you're the one who's going to do something. I'm not I'm saying stuff. I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to go down without a fight. And I have to say, at some level, I haven't put my finger on it yet. But the fact that they care what we think or that we think that uh, they care, they control the press above all else. The fact that they spend all their time distracting us and dumbing us down with these stories and with reality show events, everything. It means that the power is very tenuous. It's so fragile. It's not really about the guns. It's about the thoughts. Yeah. And it's why I've noticed and I've mentioned before that the Greeks under Roman rule, now Greeks, like historically, the Greek civilization was more original, let's just say superior to the Romans afterwards. But the Romans had a grip on administration and law, and they enslaved the Greeks. And the Greeks were not allowed to know the liberal arts, the ideas, the thoughts, the civic. So the liberal arts were for free men. That just means that the ideas were so... The the Romans had all the power. The Greeks were in their lands. And still, the Romans feared the Greeks, the Greek slaves, knowing stuff. So there is power to be had. I haven't really connected the two dots. Critical thought. It's spreading critical thought. Yes, and it's about thought. It's actually not about facts and information. So so I would actually go and say, people say, well, we go on the internet, that's where we get all this information. That's where we can open our eyes. This is our answer. And I would say the information is out there. It's diluted by disinformation. But if if you think about it, the information actually has not been enough for me anyway, to wake people up. I try to tell them, I'm like, look at this, this isn't true. There was a picture of the Charlie Hebdo policeman. It did not look like he was actually shot the way they said he was. And it was a picture, and I would show people the picture, and they'd be like, yeah, I can't. They said he was shot, so obviously there's something wrong with that picture. I'm like, that may be true. I don't know what the answer is. But the facts, the information, really aren't doing the trick. So I might offer, turn it all off. Turn it all off unplug throw your tv out the window i mean i'm not saying one individual because you can't even go to work anywhere that's that's when chertoff says it's because of technology we have to be have constant surveillance that was part of the plan (laughs) you know they gave it to us and now they use it as an excuse and what they've done is enslaved us in this way because you are really truly just to make a living attached to the grid the electronic devices but i would say like that's why you pointed out binkley that Everybody had to have an Obama phone or they gave out the new TVs because if they didn't make sure everybody had was plugged into the matrix, those people might be the last people left to be able to think. Yeah. So so. So when. So when I hear the conversation turn, people who care about the Bill of Rights spend more time and effort 
talking about how they want to put Hillary in jail. Like, that would be great. Almost all those guys should go to jail. Like, they really, really should. John Corzine. Right? Do you know who John Corzine is? No. John Corzine was the head of Goldman Sachs, which is a big job. He was the governor of New Jersey, and he was a senator of New Jersey. And after all that, he went and started a company, an investment company, and he and so it was like your E-Trade account. Everybody, regular guys like you and me, put a little money in there, and, and in the fine print, it said, I can do whatever I want with this. So what he did with it, yeah, it's true. So what he did with it is he um, bought a bunch of European bonds that were crashing, and he thought they were going to turn around, but it ended up, they crashed more, and the company virtually went belly up. So what little of the bonds he had left, he sold, and instead of putting it back into the people's accounts to the extent he could, he gave it to pay back a loan to Chase, so which is called fraudulent conveyance. So this guy did a lot of bad stuff. He really should have gone to jail. And you know what? They were just like, eh, just get the money back from Chase. Give it to the people. We'll just call it even, okay? And he's <laughs> like, okay. I mean, you know, I tried. I think that works for me. So then you know that these guys are above the law. That guy should go to jail, and he's above the law. They're all above the law. You know, Trump, Trump's hotel in D.C., which is, in my mind, the true source of his lasting wealth, was the hotel that Dianne Feinstein's husband awarded him in the lottery. Uh, there's a clause in there that an elected office holder is not permitted to own this. It's like a 99-year lease. So, but they're just like, you know what? It's not really that big a deal. It's like, okay, but that's wrong. You know, like, why is it not a big deal? If I were doing it, you can bet that they would come and take it away from me. You know, like there's no chance they take stuff away from you before a conviction with asset forfeiture. So these people are all above the law. Let's just stipulate that. Yeah, the laws and, aren't for them. Right. And, and people misunderstand the expression rule of law. Rule of law means not rule of man. Rule of law means the law applies to all the men, even the ones at the top. So John Corazon should not be above the law because the law should be the top. And and he is above the law. And then you have Chertoff saying, we've got to change these laws around because they're just, they give you rights and they curtail what we can do. And that's just not okay anymore. So when I hear everybody focused on the soap opera, the drama, the back and forth, the personalities, tweets and insults and all that, I have to wonder. Uh, I mean, for me, it's clearly a diversion, a distraction. And, and, and we'll get, while we're all talking about uranium, you know, uranium deal, we're going to get one of these laws. Like, uh, what was the, the McCain and was it Warner and uh, Klobuchar? who made the proposal to have transparency and who's buying political ads on Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah, I think McCain is one of the people. Yeah, who... he's one of the guys. So, look, there might not even be anything wrong with that act if it's what they already use elsewhere. But these, who knows what will actually be in the final act. Yeah. But these are just wedges, what they call the thin edge of the wedge. It's just like those DWI stops. It's like, well, it's clearly wrong. You can't justify it at all, stopping people for no reason. I mean, the governments take over the roads. It's not like you could have a private road if you wanted to. They just, it's, it's just like the technology. And it's like, well, we own the roads. That's why we're got allowed to stop you. It's like, well, you own the roads because you're violating your, you know, outside of postal roads, which you don't even need anymore. You're stepping outside the bounds of limited government. That's why you own the roads. That's why you that you claim that you can 
uh, stop us for a reason. So I'm just saying you got to watch out for the slippery slopes. It was the same thing with the Civil Rights Act. People freaked out when I was like Rand Paul said, well, you know, or Barry Goldwater, it overstepped. It overstepped because it told private people, which was not the problem. Private, the segregation was a law. It told private people what they could and couldn't do with their private property. And, and, and it was rallied around because it's, it's a good thing to not have segregation and discrimination. Yeah, it's a humanitarian front, and they slip things in on the back of it that people don't pay attention to because it's in the fine print. And even if it takes decades for them to start exploiting those, uh, you know, those little gaps that were put in there on purpose, these guys are playing the long game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have multi-generational power. So that was a little, uh, ah, we forgot to play the game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, let's play the game after the break. This is Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. High today of 76. Tomorrow's high is 79. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we're going to play a game for the weekend prize pack. So Binkley's going to read a quote, and he's going to tell us, give us four choices, uh, four options, I guess. So you have to figure out who said the quote, right, Binkley? Yep, who said it? So you say the quote, he's going to play the game, I'll give out the number after after we play the game, and then I'll tell you what the prize pack is. So go ahead, give us the quote. All right, you ready? Here it is. Mitch, I don't know if you're watching, but if I can do a little rift on Plutarch and Shakespeare... Up on Capitol Hill, it's like before the Ides of March right now. They're just looking to find out who's going to be Brutus to your Julius Caesar. That's super heavy. That's deep. (laughs) I'm puzzled by the fact that he says rift instead of riff. Yeah, he does. And... But he's quoting, like, Greek philosophers. Go ahead and eliminate one of our options. It was a female... What? We, one of our choices. Are our, we're going to give some choices. What are our choices? Just give us, don't eliminate any. What are our choices? Keith Oberman. Okay. Maxine Waters. Okay. Donald Trump. Okay. Or Steve Bannon. Okay. So, hearing that, what do you think? Call, actually, call the regular line 404 750. And uh, the first person to get the right answer. We'll get the prize pack, which is a pair of tickets to see the Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Ghost of Christmas Eve, returning to Infinite Energy Arena for two shows on December 9th at 3 p.m. and 8 p.m., produced by Live Nation, and a family four-pack of tickets to an Atlanta Gladiators home game, also at Infinite Energy Arena. So when the calls are ready, we will start blowing through those in the order they were received. And the first person to get the answer right will get the prize pack. But Binkley, while we let Crystal screen those calls, will you please, um, didn't you say you thought we got a good tweet? Yeah, we got a pretty good one from Where Did Dean Go? He tweets, they need our consent, the government, or no one would see them as legitimate. That's why they work hard to mold opinions. Yes, that's very interesting. Uh And what's so, like, uh, opposite of what you expect, ironic, is that by giving us this, what I consider to be a facade of democracy, we are consent, we will consent to basically anything. So when, when the revolutions happened in the 1700s, 
tax rates were way, way, way lower than they are now. And these were tax motivated revolutions. And, you know, we'll we'll just accept 50 percent taxes if we think it's it's that we all voted. (laughs) Well, what can I do? I guess here. Here's my wallet. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, look at all these calls. Okay, let us. uh, We'll go first to John. John was the first to call. What do you think, John? I think it's Maxine Waters. What do you think, Binkley? That would be the wrong answer. All right. Sorry, John. Um, so that eliminates Maxine Waters. I am going to go with Lori. Lori, what do you think? Uh, Steve Bannon. Yes, she Lori, you are correct. It is Steve Bannon. Yay, yay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Binkley played this game with me earlier, and I got... Bannon was my fourth choice. <laughs> <laughs> I went through every single solitary one, only to discover Bannon as the fourth choice. But I'm sorry for everybody else who called. Last time we gave three choices, and it took five calls to get the right <laughs> answer, which really baffled us. So I'm surprised. It's awesome that you got it in two, Lori. So hang on. Crystal Lori wins the prize pack. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's so awesome. Okay, so Binkley, we've got a minute. Why don't we tell people how they can listen to our stuff, promote it? What should they do? They can go to PropagandaReportDaily.com, and on the right, there's an Apple icon and an Android icon that they can click on to subscribe to the podcast, and they can share it with their friends and rate us and review us. That sounds great. Uh, Also, I wanted to remind people that this show, our show, airs on WSB next weekend. It's on Sunday, 1 to 3, like it was today. Also, I want to remind people that Tuesday is, November 7th is Election Day. And I like to write in Ron Paul whenever I can, just to register my protest to the liberal fascist center. <laughs> so, but I'm going to tell you what to do. But uh, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Binkley, Mark, Crystal. Until next week, Sunday, 1 to 3. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.